But Alan continuing with the fact that we do have social architects with chemicals, with flickering screens, with semantical distortion, uh, with the tactics of having six screens behind the CNN host, and then your only your subconscious mind can take in all six screens, and he's in front of it talking, which is another feed. Then you have a scroll at the bottom, a blue mist in the corner, and then they teach in that high level of television. I mean, I talk to the producers, but it's also in textbooks that that is meant to make you immediately go into subconscious mode. And, and I'm using that example because that's something that a bureaucrat listening right now, you know, laughing at us or some cop or somebody thinks they're part of the system. When you're watching CNN tonight. Catch how you feel like you're dumbed down, how, how, how you're sleeping, how, how, how you're daydreaming. I mean, that's what they call it, that brainwave. And then notice it's because your conscious mind can only focus in on one or two things at once. Some people two, most people one. And that, and the more you watch television, the more it narrows, uh, what you can pay attention to. And that because there's all those things going on on the screen, it automatically flips you into subconscious mode so your brain can take it in. Alan Watt. To do with, with the reading as well. Now, you go into an alpha state, and that's where you're highly suggestible. You're, the sensor part of your brain is down, and so you're into alpha state. And when you're reading as well, you see the eye movements. You watch hypnotists, for instance. They love to use uh, something which moves in front of your face. When your eyes are moving from left to right, left to right, as you read that screen, you're also, it's also aiding you to go into that hypnotic state. That's why the reading's at the bottom of, bottom of the page. Well, I mean, I talk to the public, and people say, oh, it's like they have glazed eyes, and nobody talks to each other, and they're obsessed with their little media device. That's yeah. because that's becoming the whole world. That little screen mm -hmm. is connected to the eyes, which are just brain stalks, and it literally is an interface, and they're being sucked into the matrix. How long mm -hmm. until you physically think they start inserting people into the racks, like they already do in Japan at night? Uh, in the in the major uh, metropolis there in Tokyo, where That's people right. don't even go home, they just live in these racks. How I mean, mm -hmm. the military says they will be inserting us by law into the pods by 2025. Do you think it'll even take that long? No, in fact, there'll be a lot of people going to voluntarily to begin with, which puts everyone at ease, thinking I can go into it and come back. Out. I can go in and play and come back out of it. That's the appeal they're putting out to the public, and even at this stage of virtual reality games and so on, there are people who are now addicted to the other world and they're getting treatment because they like this other world better than the real one. In the other world, you can be a child forever. There's no aging, no decay, no worries. You can get everything you want with virtual money and all the rest of it. So you're finding that that's already working with a lot of people on that level. Uh, they have the ability now to put you into the virtual reality. And the Pentagon has admitted, and I've read it on air from their own documentation, they have supercomputers set up with every individual pretty well on the planet. They have a duplicate of you with all your personal d data, information, height, structure, and so on, preferences, and all kinds. Nice. They call that the server in the sky, every mm -hmm. person being tracked with the Google data, with the RFID, with the NSA, in mm -hmm. live time, everything you're doing. And so they have a clone of you in the virtual world, uh, which they claim they can put you into eventually. And one day, very shortly, and I've got a few articles in from professors just sent, who claim that very shortly uh, you'll be unable to tell if you're waking up in the virtual world or the real world. It'll be indistinguishable. 
But even it's without that, perfected. but yeah. even without that high tech system, when the average American's watching close to five hours of TV, two or three hours of video games, text messaging, we're already losing our humanity and mm -hmm. being sucked into the uh, matrix. But we are, and, and it's all in preparation for it. Watch television now; it's very simplistic. Uh, as you're talking about the media, um, the way the media is presented, the stories are presented, it's more simplistic than ever. They used to be a lot more persuading at one time to make, to convince you. They don't have to. It's almost like a parent talking to a child now in a little short statement. They're they dumbing it down by design. Behind the scenes on the Infowars.com exclusive streams. We're going to be talking to Alan Watt. We'll be back for everybody else in three minutes. Alan, continue along that line. Continue. Yeah, this came from the Soviet system. You see, they used the Soviet system as a big laboratory uh, where the people had basically no rights, and they used lots of political prisoners for experimentation. They had absolutely no rights. And uh, they, they used the virtual techniques on them of mind control to a very high degree. They also used uh, ELF devices on them as well to try and, and control their behavior and actually program them into... Uh, sort of remote programming, you might call it. They, they used little black boxes in some of the, the top schools that put the children at ease and very calm. They weren't agitated to sit and listen attentively, and there was no hyperness whatsoever with the children with the, these scientific boxes that gave out ELF frequencies. This was all used there, and now we've blended with the Soviet system. As they said to do it, the Rees Commission, that was the function of the big foundation, was to blend the Soviet system eventually, which they knew they were going to do, into the American system and that of the West and use those techniques in an even higher level to a higher degree because the U.S. had the incredible uh, tax bases to pull from and funding and institutions to work on these high-tech uh, high equipment. Well, we're seeing it now. This is the virtual world they want to bring us into. And even now, strange, you know, this is not uh, crazy whatsoever. As you say, the Matrix movie was based upon uh, releases from the United States Air Force and DARPA from the 1980s. They can use the human the human body as a battery they can take energy from the human body they've even got a, a new dance halls coming up with uh, floors which will pick up the movements of the people uh, above it and each 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 pound of the foot or whatever is, they can actually take energy from the movements of the human body and that makes the whole dance floor it lights it up and everything uh, so we are batteries we will be batteries in this new system absolutely and self-repairing batteries were very efficient. We're even better than machines. We repair ourselves internally. So we'll be ideal batteries to serve the elite for a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Continue. Well, you see, to most people, this, is, this seems shocking, but um, it's not shocking at all. As I say, that they've got a virtual you, every one of you out there, in uh, this, uh, these super pentagon uh, supercomputers, these cray supercomputers. And uh, all the data that you put out on the Internet, all the stuff that collected from your sensor um, forms, etc., uh, from all your banking forms, your habits, your purchasing habits, all the rest of it, you'll have a duplicate world in there. And they can predict pretty well your behavior patterns. They've admitted that with the cell phones now, uh, they've been... They've been and that was always their big goal. 50 years ago, mm -hmm. the guy that invented the term 60 years ago, robot, Isaac Asimov wrote mm -hmm. about these new supercomputers that would track everything you did and then be able to predict mm -hmm. the future off of that. Here we go. 
five minutes. We've been getting into this control grid. I see one weak spot in the new old order structure being their own technicians, their own IT people, their own specialized individuals who are very intelligent, who have been put on these power trips, who have been given great power. I see rebellion within their ranks and humanity springing eternal. I know they've carefully screened them and also carefully watched their own people. But, but, but I do see continual leaks from them. They're not omnipresent. They're not all powerful. They're trying to have this ultimate final revolution against humanity, an ultimate tyranny that can't be defeated in their own words. Uh, but I see a great weak spot being their own people leaking information, sabotaging them, uh, bringing information out. Uh, because I talk to people in Hollywood, people in government, high level. They know what's going on. They're upset. They don't like it. They talk about how it's closed systems, how the inner party of the New World Order is some of the most oppressed people of any group. I mean, do you think that's uh, an area? I mean, obviously, resistance springs from the from the grassroots, the middle class, but what about from uh, elite circles? From, from elite circles themselves, and for those who have been very good uh, faithful servants to bring all this about, you'll find it just as in the Soviet system, for every person who was a bureaucrat or a scientist, they were more heavily monitored on a daily basis than the average citizen because the elite must be sure of them first and what they're doing. Uh, if they get loose tongues somewhere, they're simply eliminated. And I think we'll find more and more suicides as time goes on. Uh, when they, when they, and that's how we presented to the public with a higher member um, bureaucrats or scientists because it's been found that they're becoming loose tongued because they're worried about their own lives. They know too much. They know that they eventually their own function will be over, and they will also be eliminated, so they start to panic and talk to close friends, and they don't realize they're being monitored more, more heavily than the average individual or citizen in the street. That's how the Soviets did it, and that's how we're doing it here, too. Exactly. With this whole science, there's a million different ways they do this, but to get their, say, FBI or Secret Service... They found yeah. the FBI to fight the mob. It's instantly corrupted with the mob. So out of the gates, it's, and of course the government made alcohol illegal for those 10 years that later came out to corrupt the federal police. Then they say, oh, we're fighting communists. We've got to cut corners for America. They get them compromised. They commit all this evil. And then now today, you know, the low level FBI is just investigating petty crimes. But at the top, these are sinister army of murderers and killers mm -hmm. and drug dealers. Same thing with the DEA and the CIA. Uh, and, and I mean, did, uh, and, and I, uh, you, know, you know, you see these guys. You go to events. You talk to them, and you say, you know, you're, they're killing the troops with the cancer viruses. You know, they're giving it to the public. I've even, you know, seen globalists whose daughters have died of cancer when they're ten. I'll say, you know, you know, that's killing you, and they just kind of look at you, and you know, well, that's the way it is. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I guess it's also kind of like O'Brien says in 1984, because Orwell really lived through all that, Eric Blair had, that, that, that O'Brien says, I'll be smashed, I'll be destroyed, I'll be tortured and killed. Oh, I love it. It's the strength of the evil system. I live on in this system that's just meant to tear humans apart. Yeah. Uh, well, what you also find, and this is what they found with, with uh, Adolf Hitler and, and those who loved Stalin, uh, during the, the Nuremberg trials with Hitler, all the officers who were, who were on trial uh, glorified Hitler to the bitter end. And, and, of course, the conclusions they come to, they all had psychopathic-type natures. 
within the psychopath that there's a sadomasochism is very, very, uh, um, uh, very obvious. Uh, they, they despise the inferiors beneath them in rank, but they, they, they glory in the power of those above them. They worship power, and so they worship those above them to the bitter end. And that's also the structure you have in the scientific and bureaucratic elite that runs the world today. They glorify the ones above them for having so much power. It's hard for a non-psychopath to understand you cannot get into their mindset, but that's what works with them. Uh, the lust and the craving, and, and an awful craving for total power, and they, they worship those who have it above them. And, and that's what it is. When you look at Bush and people on a podium, or you look at a Bilderberg group meeting photo or video, they are all looking at each other lustfully. And then Bill Clinton, even uh, in, in front of George Bush Sr., will, in front of everyone, not saying why he's doing it, he will just bow to him. And, yeah. and, and then they all just throw, yes, power, yes. And they love the power of children dying of cancer. They love the power of killing the troops. And they love the fact that the police worship them while they're giving their cancer virus injections. They just love it. Oh, look at them loving me while I kill them. It's so sick. Look at them worshiping us as we kill them. Look at the public loving us after. I mean, Bush, if you watch him on the pile with the bullhorn, he's just getting this sick, evil look. And you can just see him just loving the firemen, crying and worshiping him. He's thinking, look at these scumbag bastards. Oh, just look at how I've killed a bunch of them. And they love it. I mean, he's feeding right there. Yes. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, that, that statement that Brzezinski made to one of the major uh, magazines in an interview when he was, ever, he was asked if the public would ever rebel, and he said, the public, he says, what do I think of the public? He says, well, he says, you can beat them, you can starve them to death, and he says, what do they do? They just turn around and eat their dead. He, he despised the common public, despised them with a hatred. Well, yeah. that's like uh, in the book, Kiss the Boys Goodbye. I mean, Kissinger wrote himself, the military are dumb, pathetic animals to be used up as cannon fodder. And they just yes, go, yes, sir, policy. murder yeah. me, kill America, I love it. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Yep. That, that's, that's the name of the game in the psychopath world. And that's why they have these amazing, uh, this, the, this incredible protection that occasionally lets them down and lets out their sexual um, strangeness that they all have because they are all sadomasochistic in every way in, in the bedroom as well. You know, like, I don't like pain, and to me that's bizarre and weird, but they love being humiliated. I mean, I don't want to get into what they do, but it's admitted with Hitler, and, and, and they're always catching British lords having the same thing done. Yep. Oh, and yeah. they love to be beaten. They love to be have crap smeared all over them. And, mm -hmm. that's, and they're going to do that to us, folks. See, that's their love for us is brutalizing us and crapping on us. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, even David Suzuki, who was one of the leaders and proponents, he said on national television in Canada, we've got to kill off, I think it was 140,000 a day to save the world. The guy who loves fur little animals, but who is a geneticist who works for the World, world Wildlife Fund and the United Nations. In one of his early lectures, he says, we're all just fruit flies. And he was into breeding fruit flies. He says that's all people are. They're fruit flies. Well, here's the point I want to get your take on. We're going to break and take calls. We're actually going to skip this break for InfoWars.com listeners um, because it's too important. I keep making a big deal out of this, and it's in my film Endgame because it is a big deal. It's the key. Two different newspapers reported, and I've been at similar events. When they talk about, when Dr. Um, Eric Pianca talked about we've got to kill 90% of the public, my, my wife and my family, we're all ready to die... 
he projected a giant PowerPoint of skulls with a red filter, and the newspapers described raptured three-minute standing ovations. Every time he said, kill everybody, 95% standing ovations, and that's the point. And they all, I mean, you go look in every case. I mean, I've had his graduate students who are now doctors send me threatening emails, then I check their MySpace, I check their professional pages. They're all in bioweapons or bioweapons research. And now they've moved this cult of killers into the new 36 level 4 bioweapons laboratories that are all based in major cities. Mm -hmm. And they're all just, yes, we're going to murder you. It's beautiful for Earth. Ah, my family. I'm ready to take the bioweapons home and and release it on my family first. And then it's like, oh, you're so beautiful how you're going to die. Oh, it's, I mean, and then they catch PETA. And I reported this years before it came out because I know somebody was in it. Goes and gets dogs from the pound, and then they sit in there eating hamburgers and rolling around on tables, injecting dogs and cats with with poison, killing them. I told you that, okay, mm-hmm. folks. And then it came out in the news. I mean, they're, they're psychos. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Psycho killers run it all. Yeah, or oh, even Skinner. You, you there's, there's videotapes of Skinner and others actually dropping fairly newborn babies from a foot or a foot and a half high to see how they react when they hit the, a table. I mean, the, that, that's what they are. These people are utter psychopaths, and we better get to understand that quickly, very quickly. And and the whole world is being built into an amusement park for the elite to cram us through meat grinders, slit throats, rape children, bioweapon because they think. Death and piles of maggot-covered bodies are beautiful. I mean, you, you, John Wayne Gacy, the rest of them—they loved maggots. They loved rotten flesh. They loved torturing people. And you're going to find out, folks. That's who runs it. Troops, when you're dying from the shots they give you, remember they're—they're they're enjoying killing you. And they get off on the fact that public never catch on to it. See, that's the big joke amongst them. They—they they, they get off on the fact that the public go along with everything that they want us to go along with. We must acquiesce to every part of their plan, and we do it by by silence and acceptance. And they laugh at us for doing so as dumb animals. I know, and I just can't stand it. God, I can't stand it, Alan. I mean, I I know you say it's casualties of war, got to move on, but I can't believe a bunch of spindly-necked, pot-bellied pedophiles who love dead bodies and love torture and black uniforms run the planet. Yes. I mean, I just can't believe what humanity could do if they weren't holding us back. That's just it. That's just, and, and even some of those involved, like Lenin, who was well-trained by the big bankers to do his role, who said communism is the new, it was going to last 70 years, and he was right on. Uh, he said uh, th- that um, there are a thousand directions society could go in, human society, but they must be, not be allowed to know that. They must think the one they're born into, the system they're born into, is the only natural one that could have evolved. So we're not supposed to realize that, look at the industry of man, uh, look at all the waste of, of, of tax money and all their big projects which enslave us through technology and research and development. But that got into all the right causes. We, we truly could have one incredible world here and we wouldn't have all the ills that we have today caused by these psychopaths who run us today. And they always drill into us. It's evolution. It's set. You don't have free will. No, it's because they know you have free will, and they don't want you taking hold of real human destiny. We're going to keep talking right now. On the average, Alan, four minutes. You've got the floor to talk about whatever you want. We're going to come back and take calls. Well, you know, if you ever study pedophilia, 
pedophiles, for instance, are again sadomasochists, generally, generally sadists. And when they're questioned, when they're caught, they will often say that the child wanted this to happen, no matter how grotesque the actions were. They'll blame the victim. And that's standard what the abuser does to the victim. They blame the victim for what happened, including themselves getting caught. And they'll hate the victim for that. Now, they've created a system of abuse in the world. It's an abusive system. And the public are trained to go back to the abuser for help when the problems brought on by the abuser affect them. That's how the system is. The public are trained to cry, you must help us do something. And the abuser smiles and grins and says, well, okay, we'll see what we can do, but it's going to cost you. And we better get that through our heads. Stop going back to the abuser because they will not fix your problems. They've caused your problems. And we are simply doing exactly as they predicted we would do. We've got to understand the behavior patterns here in the mind of the, the sadomasochist psychopath who runs the planet. Or we're doomed. Acquiescence to everything is the plan. We acquiesce to all their demands. Look what's happening in airports and everywhere else in the world. We're watching the total destruction of freedom. All the rights that were fought for over many, many centuries have been taken away over the last few years under this absolute absurd notion of terrorism. And terrorism had nothing to do with it until you realize to the elite we are all the terrorists, you see. Any individual with a thinking mind who understands what's going on is a terrorist. Any person who says, I'm not going along with this agenda of genocide is a terrorist. We're all terrorists. If you, have, if you want to get married and have children and pick your own mates, you are a terrorist. That's not to be allowed in the near future. The young children at school are being taught right now to even volunteer themselves for sterility to save the world. And there's even some come forward to do that. I said that would happen 16, 17 years ago. It's happening. When you read their agenda, which they publish copiously, you know what they're going to do next. It's quite simple. But you've got to get off that mainstream television, away from the talking professional liars that that are well paid to lie to you and start thinking for yourself and talking to each other. When television first came in, it didn't just separate people from talking within the community. It stopped everyone in the household from talking to each other. Well, look look where you said it. You said it in the center of the living room. Everybody's focused on it. It becomes the center of daily life. Absolutely. And it destroyed... Uh, you know, in Britain, there was a campaign. In Britain, most of the bars, they were run by uh, two or three big chains. Uh, and uh, people used to go into the bar. That was a community place where everyone talked. And it doesn't matter who you are, a stranger could walk in and you can ground everyone and you, you go into conversations on every. Now you go in a bar time. and they all want to watch TV. Yeah, but I can remember when they put them in and, and it, it came in all at once. Uh, and every pub at the same time, giant televisions, the, the, the volume was up so loud, it was all sport, you couldn't hear yourself talking. That was a deliberate attempt by those who ran the system to stop all conversation and communication between people and communities, and it works. This is the massive social engineering, and we have to get people to break out of it. You start by not watching the mainstream television, by cutting it down to almost nothing, not letting your children watch it, by not eating GMO food, by not having cell phones, by getting your children out of public schools. We're coming back live. 
All right, David, David, Alan, Bill, and many others. We're going to go to your phone calls right now. David in Canada, you're on the air worldwide. How you doing? Good. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, it sounded like my phone was about to be uh, clipped there. I, I spoke to you on uh, May 19th, and you wanted me to send you some additional uh, information about the... Uh, Oh, about me fighting the power structure and how I was held in custody for eight years on fabricated charges. Now you call a lot of I'm, shows, yeah, and talk about how you're locked up somewhere. How, how can we help you? Yeah, well, what I want to do is tell you that when people try to fight the system, um, that they basically turn into boat rockers and they get thrown overboard. I've had numerous people that try to come forward to help me that have had uh, calamities in their own lives and you know family members die and things like that. So. What happens is people turn into what I call sand heads. They tend to bury their heads deeper into the sand because they're too afraid of what's going on, and they figure they can't do anything about it. And you virtually can't do anything about it because they have so much power that they, they use shows like this to, list, uh, to find out who the dissidents are. So we might as well give up and not, not even do radio shows. So Look, I appreciate I your call, sir. Fact. You call every show continually, and uh, then you always badmouth the shows. I don't know what you want or what you're talking about. I'm giving you things to do. Stop eating GMO food. Stop using cell phones. Get out of public schools. Stop watching TV. Get to know your neighbors. Uh, find out what's happening. I mean, we're here trying to talk about solutions. And I'm, and since we're one of the only places where people can have a say, then we get attacked because people are just clawing at each other like trying to save a drowning man. Alan Watt? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, when you cannot voice what's happening, it truly would be game over. And we have to say what's happening and warn what can happen if the people don't stop. Now, we know that every device they give us in technology is to serve them. That's, that's a given. Uh, years after they gave us one, uh, even the cell phone, then they tell you, you've been tracking you from the beginning and finding out who all your friends are uh, to get your modes of behavior and to see if their modes of behavior coincide with yours. Etc. Etc. It's all studies, 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 and data. But we know that they're getting smaller and smaller. These units they can do more and more, and eventually be so small that they'll be dysfunctional. And the children will then be presented with the chip, the interfacing chip. That's where it's supposed to go to. And I think now parents got to start with their children and start telling them. Look, this is fascinating you. It's designed to fascinate you. At You've got to draw the line now. And they're already, like in Time Magazine for Kids and two different issues, saying your parents said this aren't cool. They don't want you to have the chip. Yeah. Rebel and get it. You've got to explain to your children they're taking their natural rebellion and trying to turn that against the family. You've got to early on... Uh, expose the government and the state as bad to your children, and then they will be with your family and not with the state. You notice the state says, don't educate your children, don't give them your values, That's uh, let them be who they want to be. No, 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 that means let the state come in and program them. Uh, that's right, and some countries have admitted that already. Uh, Italy, for one, has banned homeschooling. Well, not homeschooling, they've actually wanted all children. Well, California is announcing it, but people aren't just going along with it. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton said that she got in. She'd also ban all homeschooling because they must have everyone, and I've said this, in the system, the one system. No one's to be allowed to escape it. David in because Texas. Once again, Go ahead. you might be an individual. An individual can be a very powerful entity that can shout the king has no clothes, and that can ripple across very quickly and shatter the illusion. David. You cannot have that. David in Texas. You're on the air with Alan Watt. Go ahead. 
Yeah, guys, great show today. Uh, pretty intense. Um, two questions, make them quick. The first question, you all brought up the soy milk and that it might not necessarily be good for you and lower sperm count. Is that true even with the organic soy milk? Yes. Yeah, I quit drinking regular milk because it had all the hormones no. and crap in it. But now I'm hearing, you know, that the soy milk isn't good for me. So I'm Any staple, any staple um, they push is going to be bad if in some way to hurt you. This is total war. Understand, what they do is they are, with all your major soy milks, they are crushing it up and reducing it down with the cores. Now, even the meat of the of the soybean, you know, even the flesh of the soybean, the supposed good part, has high level of estrogen-mimicking plant sterols. But the core is almost pure uh, uh, estrogen. And so it hyper-feminizes the girls and feminizes the boys. Alan Watt. Yeah, and that was known from the beginning. These guys don't do, make mistakes. Henry Ford developed it all 87 years ago, 89 years. It was, yeah. it was almost 90 years ago. It was the same with with the... With, uh, now, you find that uh, Charles Galton Darwin wrote the book The Next Million Years in the 1950s. He was a physicist, and he was the grandson of Charles Darwin. And he was a eugenicist and all for this agenda. And he put it in his book that they'd have to alter the hormonal levels of male and female and if possible get estrogen high doses of estrogen into the males and he suggested a whole bunch of ways to doing yeah there are thousands of types of plastics they could make but they choose for almost all plastic drinking uh, containers the type that leaches estrogen mimicking chemicals see see they chose that exact chemist calculation to hit you and hit you hard stay there we're going to talk behind scenes right now with Alan Watt Alan, you have the total four for three minutes, and we're going to come back and plug your, your books and videos and things and keep taking calls. But right now, you got three minutes. Yeah, another thing to, to watch, too, is the, they put the same coating of this bisphenol even within beer cans now and lots of um, canned vegetables, etc. Now, tin cans were fine all the way up till fairly recently until they put the stuff in. So why is it in there? It's to, it's to heighten the dose of bisphenol or this artificial estrogen. And then you find that when they, they did the big baby campaign to stop mothers from using breast milk, etc., uh, then you found out that the, the, the actual rubber heat they had on the bottles was also made of the same stuff that gave them high doses of estrogen. And from then on, we've seen all the problems with males down through the generations. They also had the big companies that made baby food as mums were convinced that ordinary food wasn't good enough anymore, scientifically designed food was better, uh, then they were doing the same thing. The big companies now have admitted that the chemical they used to supposedly sterilize those baby jars before putting in the food, it just happened to be a synthetic estrogen that they happened to use, and they just found that out now. So come on, come on, come on. When do we wake up, and, and uh, how long are we going to act stupid here? This was a planned war which they published, they've done, and we still don't want to believe it is so horrific until we get past that stage and believe, yeah, this is truly a horror show. We don't stand a chance. And these guys have got to pay for this one day. They've got to pay for this. We can't let it go on. We can't let them go unpunished. It's got to be done. And they know this, too. They know that when people start uh, getting the education and coming back at them, these guys will be running for their lives. They know that. What else can they do? They either kill us all off or have us hunt them. They know this. This is war. They're well aware of it. And these guys mean business. We better start meaning business too. Or it's game over for all of us and all the children who could come. All of the children. And that's the bottom line with the whole thing.
Because, you know, the society has been so broken uh, that the continuity of generations, which was so important to every people in the planet, a natural thing that gave you a form of security and peace of mind as you went through your life, that the cycles would continue, that has been broken. Natural affection has been almost destroyed, again, because of this war on the people, the war between the genders, etc. There's also a war between the generations. You read all the communist literature, they said they'd have to destroy the connection and the bonds between all generations. Then they, from the top, could control each generation. That has been done. That goes as far back as 1934, common meeting that Beria presided over. He said it used to take 70 years before we could make major changes within, uh, within the structure of society on a cultural basis. Now he said we can do it every five years, and eventually it'll be Here done every year. All right, we're going to go back on the main transmission now. Here we go. Riders on the storm Into this house we're born world we're thrown like a dog without a bone and actor out alone riders on the storm there's a killer on the road his brain is squirming like a toad take a long holiday let your children play Give this man a ride. Give this man a ride. Sweet family will die. Killer on the road. There's a killer on the road. Yeah. His brain is squirming like a toad. Give this man a ride. And we will die. We gave him more than a ride. They run it all. More of your phone calls here in just a moment. I want to encourage all of the listeners to realize that we face a serious battle, but we're gaining a lot of ground. And the info war is the key. You can talk yourself blue in your face to your neighbors, co-workers, friends, family, strangers, and that has some effect, but videos are the key. All you got to do is direct people to sources of information that can break the matrix for them. And then once they finally see behind it, it's fire and forget. Once you get somebody to, whoa, I just saw the matrix, whoa, then they have unlocked their mind on their own. They can begin to see what's happening. And before Alan leaves us, we're also going to plug uh, some of his videos and materials that are excellent as well. We have links to his website up on InfoWars.com right now. Alan, uh, in fact, plug your website and stuff right now, and and then I want to talk about the positive things that are happening because the elite is not happy. They are worried about how many are waking up. Uh, I believe even with their predictive computer systems, they did not, they admit, expect this much awakening to happen. They'll probably just launch a bio attack or a nuke or something early to get us to clutch back to their psychopathic under underside and worship them again, you know, begging them to be our mommy. Uh, but, but but talk about your, your website material and, and then uh, positive things you see happening and more solutions than calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people should look into cuttingthroughmatrix.com. 
and see what I have up there that keeps me going for sale. And there's, there's hundreds and hundreds of shows I've done and talks on all the various subjects to do with this order that's running the world. And you can also look into Alan Watt Sentient, Sentinel.eu. That's the European site, and that covers a lot of bases as well with, with other data and transcripts which you can download and print up. But the, on the positive side of this, um, they, as you say, they're terribly, terribly worried. That's why they're out in such force and they're screaming terror everywhere. They're, they're very, very worried now that the public will get wind of what's been happening to them, not just recently, but for a long time. And we know that they be, they're, they're terrified for their lives, actually, at the very top. And people who are terrified for their lives, conspirators, uh, are lethal in their actions. They're absolutely lethal in their actions because they're ruthless. They must be ruthless to succeed. They know what will, what will happen to them if all of this comes out uh, and more and more of the public know what's been done to them, their families, their children, the sicknesses, the diseases that they've gone through, the heartaches that, that they've gone through, watching people dying of cancers, etc., that were man-made. Um, these people will have to be utterly ruthless, and that's why they've created a society, a militarized society, to try and force us all to go along to the bitter end and do what we're told. They're hoping that fear is going to stop us all, and fear will not stop us all. I have no doubt well, also- for, for us as well, eventually as well. I have no doubt of that at all, if they can't get their way. But there's no other way to do this. There's no time left. You can't simply do the old way of passing information um, quietly down through the generations. Now, is, is you've got to put lots of information out and the right topics that really hit home to people to, to put them into action. Because, you see, the elite have told us where they're taking us, which is the extinction, basically, of the species as we know it. The transhumanist agenda is so heavily well-funded, these international organizations of professors and scientists to create the new types of humans. They and they're the ones that stand up with 95%, you know, the audience standing ovation. Yay, kill everyone. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Oh, it's so wonderful. I mean, you know, that's in the news. So mm-hmm. one big thing they have going for them that I want people to point out, you know, to themselves is that we, the average person judges the world by their own actions. And so even when you're reading their own textbooks and documents where they admit they're doing all this, or when Peter, you know, Singer is saying, kill the babies, kill the old people, or, or, or when a B.F. Skinner is, you know, murdering his own son and putting it in a textbook and how he tortured him for years in a small box and, oh, it's beautiful, it's a sacrament, ooh, it's so liberal, it's so cutting edge. I mean, it's just, it's this mental illness is normal, normalcy, uh, is, is evil and mentally ill, uh, to them. It's that people have, that trouble dealing with something so monstrous, so big, so wicked, and it is frightening. I mean, it's frightening to admit this to yourselves, but folks, you don't have a choice. You have to fight back against us now. You have no choice. They have told us where they're taking us. They say, they say that the old human is not good enough. Uh, it's obsolete. And they're going to create new types of humans, which eventually will have nothing in common with the old human. What they mean by that? They're going to create a perfect race of slaves to serve them, uh, which will be unable to think for themselves as distinct, independent individuals. That's what they mean by that. So we've got to understand, they've planned our extinction, our death. And they're publishing it now, openly. And they hope to guide us along so that we'll go along with it quite happily and willingly until we die off. That's right. They're teaching us how beautiful and wonderful it is. Mm -hmm. So again... Military, police, government bureaucrats, 
When you're wondering why your 10-year-old's dying of an advanced leukemia and why a kid down the street's dying of it, just remember, we warned you, we loved you, we believed in you, we, we tried to warn you, and you laughed back at us, and you went out and cracked somebody over the head with a belly club, or for some school teacher that's laughing, or some member of a state legislature who's laughing, remember, remember you were warned. I think that's important, because... You know, we may not even make it another five years, another six years, another ten years, Alan, but people are going to remember these transmissions, and these transmissions are going to be passed around if the enemy succeeds when they're illegal. And and people are going to huddle in areas they think are safe to even receive this info. And, and, and later they'll realize, this has already happened with stuff I put out 12, 13 years ago. People are just blown away by it now. You know, they go watch TV shows I did 10 years ago. My God, it all happened. This guy's a prophet. No, the enemy told us everything. The enemy told us everything. So remember, when 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 you think one out of three getting cancer from one in thirty-three, you know, is bad. Wait till it's everybody. You see, just remember, just remember, we told you we were right. We cared. We had the courage to tell you if we're not able to turn this around. Mm-hmm. And another thing to remember too, and a technique they're using at the moment through all the fear creation. When you live under fear and stress for a long time, it's no different than being in a torture chamber. You'll crack eventually. It makes you more malleable, more suggestible, and you're guided by the authorities along ridiculous paths. Ridiculous if you were completely conscious and perfectly sane at the time. You would not go along them. But when you're under tremendous stress and fear, fear of all the coming crises and food crises and other, all the crises they're creating, um, they want you to be so apathetic. That was an essential tool to create apathy, to allow yourself to be guided to the slaughterhouse. That's what they want. And so we mustn't let all of this crisis creation beat us down. Imagine if we could take the U.S. or another country back and then bring all this out and show everybody the documents and have public trials showing how they did it and then and then basically outlaw or restrict these technologies of control. Then we could have a true golden age of humanity and go to the stars. And yet we'd, and we'd have to watch every person that we allow to have authority in any science whatsoever to be monitored all the time by the public, all of the public, when they wish to. Total transparency. Absolutely. It'd have to be. Yeah. Have to be. You can't allow foundations and organizations with secrecy and the backing of billions of dollars to do as they wish anymore. You cannot do that. And I have to say, I'm not calling for any form of tyranny, but this ultimate dehumanization, this this perfection of darkness and wickedness is so dangerous uh, and, and, and will always try to come back uh, that uh, we do, as you said, need to have absolute transparency, and it will take... Uh, you know, defeating it, unfortunately, I have to say, will take some type of tyranny itself. I hate to say that, Alan, but, but this thing mm-hmm. is, this is human ending yep. systems we're talking about. This new world order must be outlawed. Oh, absolutely. You cannot have secrecy and secret societies and foundations and world citizenships. I mean, that's what they call themselves now. Uh, even the Club of Rome put themselves out under the Rockefeller Foundation initially as world citizens. And you understand, it sounds nice and fuzzy on... on, on uh, it means worldwide level. prison. It means worldwide extermination yeah. grid. Absolutely. It, it, they're behind eugenics and everything else, because they decide what is a good citizen, what constitutes a healthy citizen. Well, here's an example. And otherwise. Here, here, I mean, here's an example. You know, they say families are unhealthy, everything's bad, but the, the, but the bilge they create... 
I told people 12 years ago, because I had the documents and I had a congressman on the show and I had a, a, a member of parliament from Australia on, I found out that everybody at birth for 35 years now, it's almost 36, had blood taken was put in an international database. And I gave them where it was stored. Now, because the show got big enough and others talked about it, they went ahead in the last six months and came out and said, yes, we're taking all your blood. It's in a database. We're keeping DNA databases. Uh, we're putting it in criminal databases. Homeland Security has it. And then they're now passing retroactive laws saying it was okay to take your blood. Folks, the yeah. government is so criminal that they've been taking your blood in the industrialized world for 35 years, and the program started everywhere the same year, 35 years ago. See, that shows the global government is already in place. It's just sending down more tentacles, more tripods, more control systems, and building a pyramid of control up around the skeleton of the pyramid that already shot out decades ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when the, the big um, world leaders signed the agreement and the charter at the United Nations in California at the end of World War II. Presidio. Yeah. What they did was sign on, and they knew it at the top. Those guys at the top knew this. This whole agenda was to come from that. It wasn't about... See, world peace, you understand how they define peace. That means everyone dead, but a, but a few million elitist. That's the, the, correct. The peace means... That's- uh, just like the emperor says in Revenge of the Sith, he goes, we'll kill everybody and then we'll have peace. Yes, that's it. That's absolutely it. And they had the whole agenda worked out before they signed the charter that they had to destroy the family unit, create a war between male and female, and then the government can talk to every individual and, and, and order individual every individual on a one-to-one basis with no one to stand up for that individual. Uh, divide and conquer, divide and conquer down to the individual. That was the technique to be used. Then the government would be truly, for the first time, in charge. That was intent. Unbelievable. Who's up next here? I got calls all over the map. Allen in Virginia. Allen in Virginia, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Yes, uh, I a real privilege to be on today. And usually the uh, system will uh, kick p- callers off after 10 minutes, and but fortunately there was a glitch today, and the uh, and I, and the, the queue got cleared for me. Well, I wanted to uh, talk with your guest today, on Alan Watts, and uh, about. Uh, no, um, no, you know what? I'm not going to let that go by. John, there's no system that kicks callers off the phone system, is there? No, there's not. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, and, and everybody keeps saying they're hearing a ch. That's what the Telos phone system does in talk radio to let you know you're on the air. It goes ch. When we go to you, caller, so uh, it's something with your phone if you're being kicked off after 10 minutes. But the point is, this is a cl- I'm not mad at you, but this is a classic kind of mental distraction here that each caller will add some little little inanity to, to as a preface to what they're saying. I want to get to all the calls, so you've got the floor. You, do you have an issue to cover? Uh, yes, sir. And the, uh, I, I, and I called several weeks ago and mentioning that I was a transhumanist, or I identify as such, and I wanted to talk with your guest uh, today about uh, whether the... Uh, uh, I've not been able to identify... I mean, I've done extensive Google searches on uh, everything from uh, brain-computer inter- interfaces to uh, on, uh, people talking about collective consciousness and stuff, and what I've found is that the... Uh, most uh, advanced uh, brain-computer interface out there is called the BrainGate, and it's uh, it's not uh, terribly impressive in itself. It's just a uh, centimeter squared um, a unit, which can be uh, 
in which uh, can be implanted on the uh, surf, on the uh, cortex, and it's uh, and it, it does provide for a limited. Sir, they were remote controlling rats with total control, even controlling their heart rates 20 years ago. They have robo rats deployed all over the world. I mean, they had robo roaches 25 years ago. Are you saying? Oh my God! Just go ahead. Well, yes, so the brain gate chip. I mean, it, 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 you have to understand that that if you want some uh, dramatic result, yes, you can uh, get a, a dramatic uh, result, like um, increasing the heart rate and, and um, providing a euphoric. Feeling what is your point? You're sure, what, what are you saying? We're making up. Just is everything's fine. The government loves us. Take your shots, basically. Uh, no, not at all. And uh, I think that uh, there there is a great deal of evil in the government. But and I'm just saying that Mr. Watts is uh, jumping the gun and and and. Well, let me answer that about... with some facts for a change, okay? Delgado, who ran the FBI department on mind control at one point, was controlling bulls in the arena back in the 1950s and 60s completely. So the stuff that you're talking about and is published in the so-called magazines and so on that you look at is completely and utterly obsolete. These guys are so far advanced and stuff, they don't publish to you that they're quite confident they can pull this off. And it's not just about getting a brain implant. Who the hell do you think is going to program you when you're in this virtual re- real world? Yourself? You won't be doing it. They're programming you through the you. television set. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah. I mean, these guys are so stupid. On the one hand, they believe that there's somehow some altruism left amongst the psychopaths that allow them to go into this virtual world that will be part cyborg and part this and part something else and, and be allowed to do what they want. The whole intent of this virtual world is so that you can be completely and utterly controlled. You find at the, at the World Science Meeting held in Louisiana uh, in, in 2001 at, at Loyola University, they said our purpose is to make sure there'll be no such thing as a distinct individual. Be yeah, stay there, stay there. We're going to keep talking. I want to keep going here. Uh, look, we're not trying to beat you up here, um, Alan, in Virginia, uh, but uh, out of the gates you just brought up some stuff that wasn't accurate about the phone system here uh, at the network. Um you know, the the architecture of the technological revolution, we're not saying it couldn't be empowering, as low-level transhumanists say. We understand that. The point is, it's being deployed and funded as a control mechanism, and we've been right about every step of this, and you're saying you can't find where they say they're going to use this as a control mechanism? What about the January 7th, 2000 release of the 1980s documents uh, by the Army War College on control. I mean, this is all about control. I mean, are you saying you can't find literature about how this is being used for control, or what are you saying? Well, I'm saying, sir, that uh, the uh, uh, I've not been able to find any uh, thinker or or a group or anybody on who actually discusses about on human collective consciousness in any serious terms. Well, you just, I mean, it's not my, uh, number one, and I appreciate your call. I mean, I really, it's in my book, Descent into Tyranny. I've made films about it. Uh, Bill Joyce, Why the Future Doesn't Need Us, owner of Sun Microsystems, chairman of Sun Microsystems, saying the elite have decided to basically kill all of us. Uh, I mean, it's throughout the literature that the elite is going to get rid of the majority of us and they're going to be gods empowered with all this. So you're saying with no proof that you can't find proof when there's a mountain of it. Uh, Alan Watt? Yeah, it's just it's incredible. The universities, they've had world meetings recently 
uh, across the planet and on the, the transhumanist societies, heavily funded, big foundations, big professors from all the top uh, universities uh, who've laid it on the line where they're going to take the public. Uh, so this character is uh, he's either incredibly naive or he's, he's lying. Well, on the positive front, uh, for what, five years, they've got uh, brain implants where people can see in black and white now. And I think that's a positive thing, but of course it's going to be used for bad. Uh, they've got all sorts of brain chips to stop seizures and things. Uh, I mean, Ald uh, Aldous Huxley, whose brother ran the UN, Julian Huxley, right before he died in '62, talked about how he'd been in, seen secret programs in the '50s with people remote controlled by wires. Uh, when my dad was at University of Texas, they were doing he saw, he knew people were doing experiments where the pigeon would sit there with the brain implant hitting the button until yeah. it died from the pleasure centers, and this guy just says. I mean, well, and he says he doesn't know anything about hive minds. When that, yeah. and, and I gave him an official army report, and he just kind of goes, "Well, I haven't seen it." Um, yeah, well. And what he, this, this last fellow said too is interesting. He was into the collective mind. See, that's been pushed through all the New Age movement. We're all one. The collective mind. The collective mind means you have no mind of your own. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. There's a bunch of control freaks that want to try to dominate society. We think the future belongs to them and them alone. And I'm here to tell them this is a declaration of independence against war, you pot-bellied, chicken-necked pedophiles. You degenerate, power-tripping sickos. You are going down. We're going to get our hands around your scrawny necks, you bastards. David in Texas, you're on the air. No, no, we already went to David. Bill in Texas, you're on the air. Go ahead. He's gone too. Next up is Tom. Man, this IM system giving me callers is just all jumbled. Just tell me again who it is. We'll just try to muddle through it. Tom in North Carolina. Tom in North Carolina, you're on the air with Alan Watt. Hey, Alex, this is Tom uh, McMillan. Uh, John McMillan, son, I talked to you years ago. Uh, John McMillan was killed. Uh, in 82 for talking about the Trilateral Commission and the Rothschilds and international bankers. Which the public used to tell us didn't exist. Now it's all been announced, so they say it exists, but it's good. And uh, this September, I keep getting the same feeling that, uh, you know, it's like uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome for the uh, families of the revolutionaries, the good patriots that spoke about these years ago. And uh, they have a gag rule on on our story. We can't write a book. We can't make a movie. And uh, they talked about uh, my dad in relation to Gordon Call. And I chose uh, a life out in western North Carolina in the Smoky Mountains instead of a prison like Gordon's son uh, got. Uh, and that's you know, I why. forget your story, so it's just kind of off topic because we're right here at the end of the show, yeah. and I don't even know what you're talking about, so if I don't, I don't think the listeners do. You said last time, you said, well, I guess you're telling the truth, but this story made national attention. He was a celebrity. You sound just like him, and uh, and they killed him. They shot him 18 times in Barra County, Georgia, brought a, a SWAT team out of Athens, Okay, Georgia. okay, tell me the name again, because I, I, who? E. McMillan. Say it again. John B. McMillan, M-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. 
and it's uh, documented. I don't know if you can pull it up from the Atlanta. And the government told you that's a gag order? Well, Gag orders uh, have screw them. Do whatever you want. Sir? I mean, I do whatever I want. They can tell me not to talk. I'll keep talking. I know, but see, I, I'm talking to you because I don't believe in the gag uh, rule, and I keep talking to everybody I know out here in western North Carolina about this story. And uh, I'm a little sensitive about this. Well, Pat, listen, I appreciate your call. We're at the end of the show, and every call is a personal thing, or every call is a little side issue, and it's all a disassociative thing going on where people can't focus in on what we're talking about. I'm, we don't screen calls here, but then sometimes I don't even know what people are talking about, so it kind of ruins the show, and I don't even know where we're going now, and it's the end of the show, and that's it. We're going to have some days this week where I just take phone calls so everybody can get on, because then they're hurried and it doesn't work well. Uh, Alan Watt, thank you for spending time with us. It's been a pleasure. You bet. Take care. Um, and the John B. McMillan son, I didn't mean to sound rude, I just, it just... At the end of the show, it makes no sense, and I, I just don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, Infowars.com retransmission starts now with a bunch of big guests today on the streams at Infowars.com. Get the free podcast there as well. God bless you.